I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We have a new owner in the NBA. Mm. And he could be more influential than Cuban and Balmer, maybe even combined. Uh, Would that be a stretch? Yeah, it's a stretch. Okay. Mm. Is it though? I don't. I think so. The NBA approved yesterday. Uh, Ball, the Ballmer's worth fifty billion. Fifty billion? Yes. But does he have the, the ties to China like Joseph Tsai, Though he could he could pay for those ties. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, either way. I think this has uh, been an underlying storyline that I haven't. Uh, I don't think it's gotten enough attention as it should. But today, Joseph Tsai, uh, one of the richest men in China, uh, one of the co-founders of the Alibaba Group um, over there, he took control of majority ownership or pretty much all of ownership uh, of the Nets in, in Brooklyn. And the ties that I think come from that for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving um, – I think will be something we see that plays out over the next couple of years. And uh, it's just an interesting storyline of the role that owners seem to be taking now, even bigger than before, uh, with these star players uh, going to these big teams. It's fascinating. It's going to be a thing that we look at, and maybe Adam Silver takes a step in this direction. And try. I mean, how would you even stop this as a tampering measure? I mean, because if if – Joseph Tsai looks at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and says, hey, with my connections to China and with my connections to my company, I can help your media ventures and whatever you guys are trying to do outside of the NBA. I mean, how would you even stop that? I mean, especially if it's just a conversation, could you stop a business transaction because you think it affected where a player signed? It's it's wild to think about that kind of stuff. So the you know, the board of governors, you know, unanimously agreed to have Joseph Tsai come in and now he's the owner of the Nets and Something that we're going to be talking about for a long time, I think. Um, on the podcast today. It, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, it, it obviously only, you know, you're looking at the, the top tier of, you know, the top 1% or the top, you know, whatever percent of NBA players in the league. We're talking about the Durant's and Kyrie's and Kawhi's and people of the world. And just on a smaller, you know, smaller scale right now, but you look at somebody like Luka Doncic, you know he's one one year into the league. You know he has people uh, on his personal team. It's these personal brands that's getting even bigger than before. Uh, the media ventures that uh, you know it really is just a personal brand that a bunch of these players are starting to try to build at a young age. And I mean, even look at Luca right now. Luca has his own website. He has his own you know whatever you want to. He's got his own calendar. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, his own website, his logo, and all of that stuff. What happens with that once he signs a long-term deal with probably Nike or somebody else? You know, we'll figure that out then. But it's it's that type of stuff that you you can only assume that 
even at a young age right now that him and Cuban have had conversation like, Hey, what do I need to do at 20 years old? What are there things I need to invest in? What are the connections <laughs> that he can take advantage of, of with Cuban and stuff? And it's that type of things that Cuban, the bombers, the now the Joseph size of the world that when, you know, player young stars like Giannis, when Giannis is hitting free agency, this <laughs> This is the part that people overlook all the time. It isn't about just the rosters. It isn't about just the titles and all yeah. that stuff. There is an underlying thing that comes through that of, Giannis, you're you're one of the best players in the league. This is what we can do for you off the court. And it's the off the court stuff that it that that stuff fascinates me. LeBron didn't go to LA just because he was he loved lots of ball and Brandon Ingram and Kuzma, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a lot more to that. Uh, so yeah, that's just a fascinating conversation we'll have throughout the rest of probably the NBA until they <laughs> until they address it or fix it. Um, but today on the podcast, we're getting to our power forward rankings. We've done point guard, shooting guard, small forward, and now power forward. Um, this one was a little harder to get traditional players, uh, but there's a lot more than you would think. And some of them are players you'd think, man, that's a center or that's a three, but they're kind of pushed into this position because... Uh, their team is just loaded in a different area, or that's their preference. So this is going to be an interesting ranking that we do today, uh, and we'll explain those a little bit if this is the first time you're listening to these rankings. But before we do that, Isaac, we asked for five-star reviews on iTunes. We got a couple with questions, and we'll answer every single one of these on the podcast. Uh, Bowley Buster says, Isaac, if you were forced to choose between – now wait till I'm finished the whole question before you answer. You're forced to choose between UNC cutting down the nets, so next season, or Luka getting a Larry O'Brien trophy. Which would you go with? Here's the catch. Whichever one you choose, the other one will never happen for the next decade. Luka. You would pick Luka getting a championship over UNC. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I've seen yeah, I've seen a couple UNC titles uh, in my lifetime and I've enjoyed that. Um. Yeah, UNC just turned. Yeah, I would definitely take Luca. I want Luca to get a title in Dallas, really, really bad. As as do I. And he also says, Nick, what kind of bender would you be? This is from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, he said, pretty positive. I'd be an Airbender. He said, Avatar is awesome. Thank you for the tip. You're welcome. It's a great show. Everyone should watch Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. I'd be I, a dragon. I'm pretty clearly a firebender. Um, my wife. Reminds me of that many, many times. She's a waterbender. I'm a firebender. It makes for an interesting relationship. But uh, That's adorable. But, yeah. Used to have a huge temper as a kid. It's really calmed that down, except for when Isaac Isaac besmirches Terrence Ferguson. That's the only time I get really riled up. Um, Dad is money 22 with the five-star rating. Thank you for that. He says, great report between the two. Part of my daily routine. Nick and Isaac. Mavs starting five as the original Avengers. Who you got and why? So, wait. <laughs> The Mavs starting five. Okay, who who of the Mavs starting five as the original Avengers? Okay, so Hawkeye is. Uh, is there only five original Avengers? No, there, there's more than that, right? There at least the, the yeah. MCU ones. There's there's Thor, there's Iron Man, there's uh, Captain America, there's Hulk, and then there's Hawkeye and Black Widow. So I guess we're kicking out Black Widow <laughs> from the original. We can't. We can't do that, Nick. Um. Borzingis is. It has to be Incredible Hulk at this point. Come on, we've hyped up the. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Have you seen Dwight Powell's arms? You saw them in person. 
I mean, Dwight's always been jacked, though. He's always I know. been in great shape. I know. People say, look at Dwight's arms. Like, no, he's he's always been like this. Yeah, I feel like he's always been pretty jacked, dude. Man, this is hard. I guess, okay, so neither Luca or Porzingis can be Captain America, right? That's just, <laughs> just Luca will, Luca just by the uh, the leadership, I guess, and the, the way that he's the, the point man, but he's not from America. No, yeah, yeah, Luca has to be Captain America. We'll just roll with that. Um, I'll, sure, well, let's do Porzingis as Thor. Yeah, that works. Yeah, Dwight as the Hulk. Um, Justin Jackson as Hawkeye. Justin Jackson as sure, yeah, Hawkeye, and Delon Wright is Iron Man. Yeah, that works. Is gone. That sure. works. So there you go. That's what that's what we think. Dad is money. Uh, all right, let's take a uh, quick break. And before we do, Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Go to MacWeldon.com. Check out all of their selection. Twenty percent off your first order. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout. MacWeldon.com promo code locked on. All right, Isaac. So let's get into it. If you guys have never listened to our rankings before, go back and listen to the other ones. But these are uh, we rank the starting whatever position we're doing today. We're doing uh, power forwards or fours, and so we're ranking who we think is going to start. Uh, sometimes we get it wrong, obviously, <laughs> but whoever, whoever we're going to start. Because, uh, man, it's it's really tough. Minnesota is really tough right now. Uh, Washington is really tough right now. The Clippers, I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Those are tough to figure out exactly who. But we do our best. And then we try and figure out who we would have or who we would want to have for next year. So who we think is better as a player just for next year. We're not looking into the future. Just one calendar year forward. So our number one and number two should be the same. Maybe in the same order. But I have Giannis AD. Uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I could hear an argument for AD over Giannis, and I would take it. I think I think AD is going to have just a monster year, as long as he can stay healthy, but Giannis is MVP for a reason. So, I saw somebody on Twitter say that AD can do all the things that Giannis can do, uh, and he just got absolutely destroyed for it, but I don't think that's as hot of a take. I think Anthony Davis is just as elite inside in the paint. Uh, his ball handling is not as good. Is he's not as fluid of an athlete as Giannis. He's not as quick of an athlete as Giannis, but uh, he's a better shooter. Uh, he's just he's just as good, if not better, of a rim protector, uh, and he's elite inside, which is the things that Giannis does. But I still have Giannis above him because of the ball handling and because he's, I'd say Giannis is more athletic than AD. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I said more fluid of an athlete, and AD is not as fluid of an athlete. So yeah, that's one, two, pretty boring, but those are two of the best players in the NBA <laughs> and could be yeah. up there for MVP, Giannis again, and then AD for the first time. Uh, then I have my, I have another, so we do some of these in tiers too. I think that's one tier, those two guys. Um, my next tier has three guys in it and I have them. Uh, in, I have four players in my next tier. I have them in this order, Blake, Porzingis, and Draymond. Okay, same three players, but I'm going with Porzingis at three. Okay, respect. Um, yeah, I mean, you have him at four, around the same. I mean, we both think Porzingis is going to have a monster year. He's going to come back fully healthy. I mean, guys, we know he looks great right now. All right, so <laughs> Blake Griffin um, just made third team All NBA. That's my, that's my def, that's my defense of Blake Griffin. Is he was he just had a monster year. Uh, his team yeah. is not very good, and if, if if Porzingis can come out and have you know a third team All NBA type season, then yeah, I can hear it. But Blake just had an incredible year. 
Yes, and tr- like we have, I've been so like vocal, especially on Twitter. Of, I think ever since Blake went to Detroit, he's been underrated, and the like he is he has killed it in Detroit, and I don't think he gets the love that he should. Um, and you know he played, I think, what seventy five games last year, and obviously. Yeah, he played 75 games last year. He was an all-star. Uh, he was incredible. And, you know, we just we know Blake is injury-prone. And so, for me, I obviously project Porzingis a little bit. I think he will have a season that in which he could be in consideration for, like, a third-team All-NBA type of season. And I think Blake, you know, could take another step back as he continues to get a little older. But Blake, Blake has so much... There's a whole playmaking side of Blake Griffin that's incredible, but, um, but yeah. Anyway, Porzingis, Blake Griffin, then have Draymond at four, but I also have somebody else in that tier that I have at five or no. It's Draymond, six. I have Draymond at five. Yeah. yeah, at six. I have Al Horford at six. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I did. A, I did something a little different, but I I respect the Al Horford thing. I don't have him too far, too far down the list, but. Yeah, I love Al Horford. Love everything that he he brings. Uh, I think there will. I think Boston will be fine this year. I think they'll they'll still be good, uh, but I think they'll definitely be a big drop off from Cantor or from Horford Oof. to Cantor, though. Huge, huge. I saw somebody post an article that said uh, <laughs> it said Boston's defense may not be as you know bad as people think it's going to be, or that much worse than last year. And it was a picture of Cantor, and he just looked very. The picture of Cantor looked like he was confused. <laughs> about that statement it's gonna go way down i have horford at eight uh and i did i did something similar that i did with the other one i have zion at six and tatum at seven Mm. we put tatum as a four because we had jalen brown as three it could be different uh but i just think zion is gonna come out and he's just gonna do a lot of great things uh defensively i just think he's gonna be a monster from day one and I think Tatum, this is finally the year that he steps up. We've seen really good things from Tatum over the summer, uh, and hopefully that this is the year he puts it all together. So it's a little bit of an upside play putting these guys here, but I have them just a step above Horford right now. Interesting. This is fun. So we were so right before this, we were talking about the different like each of these rankings has kind of a different personality for 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 them, and this one this middle tier group after we get past those top guys it's kind of like the battle between the young guys and then you got the like the vets this list especially and yeah yeah that's what i said like this power forward list it's there's a group of young guys that's like rookies and sophomores and then there's a group of vets and trying to figure out how these rookies and sophomores like projecting them to improve and how much you think some of them will improve while still trying to project these vets of will they go backwards and like who can pass who and stuff like that so i still have horford at six uh are you gonna call me crazy if i don't have zion or tatum in the top 10 because i don't maybe a little crazy because there's two there's two more guys that i have in the top 10 well yeah if you don't have them in the top 10 maybe a little crazy let's see who you have uh so i have zion and tatum at six and seven who do you have at seven um, at seven, I mean, this used to be one of your boys, um, uh, because he used to, he used to play for the Lakers back in the day and he just had a monster season and I couldn't leave him off of it, but mm. Julius Randall, uh, I have to put him there. I mean, especially when I looked at player comparison and looking at some of their stats, 
we can say empty stats or however we want to we want to call that. But yeah, I mean, Julius Randle, I have him at at seven. It's it's fair. It's fair. I have him a little bit lower with a with a different tier. Um, Why do you have him lower? I I'm just not as I'm not as sold on on him right now. <laughs> There's things that I would rather have than a power forward that is is a good ball handler that has to score with the ball in his hands and can't he can he's starting to hit threes but he can't really hit threes uh yet and it's it's just not something I'm super into right now. Okay. I guess. I just think last year I think he had a monster season as far as stats wise. He averaged he 21 points a game. stats. 8 boards. He did shoot 34% from 3, however you want to say that. 52% from the field. Um 30 minutes a game. And I think he's going to go to New York and kind of play the same type of role. They obviously paid him. Um, they paid him a little bit more than the other guys, giving him another guaranteed year. I think they do see him as a piece of whatever you think New York will be. I think he's going to have another good statistical season. And I've just always kind of been in, yeah, been on that hill for Julius Randle. He's he's going to have another huge volume year. He's going to get a ton of shots, going to put up a ton of shots. Um, I have Horford at eight. Uh, okay. after, after those two guys, I'd still take that. Horford's defense is still, you know, awesome. Uh, he doesn't have to guard Joel Embiid anymore, but his his role has me dock him a little bit because he's going to have to be guarding some of these fours, and I just don't see it <laughs> with some of these guys for Horford to guard them. Uh, at number nine, I have Kevin Love, and that's my fourth tier: is Horford and Love together. That's who I'm missing. <laughs> I've been sitting there saying, oh, man, I have 29 names. Where is where is the one I'm missing? I've been sitting there trying to count and why I don't. Okay, so now I'm going to on the spot put Kevin Love in here. You have Kevin Love. Don't put say? Kevin Love in, after Julius Randle. Come on. No, no, no. He's going to be up with the Horford tier. He'll be right after Horford. Okay. So I'll have, uh, I'll have Love at seven and okay. Randle at eight. And Randle at eight. Yeah. I just... Don't be hating on Julius Randle. I think he is. Anyway. Um, I'm not hating on him. There's just there's just guys I would rather have than him right now. True. And we'll have a bigger Zion conversation. I just don't think Zion's going to come in and be like LeBron AD type right off the bat. I've been very vocal about this. I think John Morant will win Rookie of the Year. I think Zion is absolutely incredible. I think athletically he's insane. But I think he's going to struggle getting his shot off. Uh, in the league and yeah I, I just don't think statistically I think the team is not going to be bad enough to where it's going to be like hey we just gotta just throw him out there and he has to put up all these stats I think they're going to have a solid Drew Holiday the Lakers guys team to where he's going to start but I don't think he's going to be averaging 20 like do you think he averages 20 and 10 no, no no I think he averages something like 15 and 10 or 12 and 10 or something like that. I think okay. he's going to get a bunch of boards. I think he's going to defend all kinds of different players and do super well at it. He's going to be out in transition all the time with Drew Holiday and Ingram and Lonzo get stops. Uh, and that's how he'll get a lot of his points. I don't expect him to be like a pull-up jumper kind of guy. Like him and him and Tatum, I have him on that tier, but they're so di- they're so completely yes, different players, completely different. Right? like completely different players, and I expect different things from them. Uh, and so I'm so curious on how Zion translates to like offensively because so yeah, much in college w- w- so much in college was bully ball for him yeah and he's just not gonna be able to do that in the league like he can do that to a degree though look at some of these fours on here 
Yeah, he can do that to an degree, but the the moment he tries to bully somebody like Julius Randle and they just, you know, wrestle with him, and it's like, whoa, okay, this isn't, you know, well, Wake Forest anymore. He just has to back him down until Julius Randle remembers he's on defense and then he'll not care as much and then he'll get to go around him. <laughs> hey, he just has to talk to uh, Cantor about Garden Randle. God, Randle was my guy, and now he's now he's <laughs> off on the Knicks. And... Okay. Um, after after Randle, I have Laurie Markkinen. Oh, okay. I, I I toyed with putting Mark in so high, but I put him at this I put him in a, a different tier and I'll explain the tier coming up soon. But but yeah, Laurie Mark yeah, I mean, had had a decent year and the thing is he his three ball just hasn't gone down as as a, as an elite level that we thought. That's not a sentence. Yeah. But. Well I think yeah, well I want him to actually play with a good point guard. Hopefully Kobe White yeah. will do a little bit of that for Huge. him, but I want him to get more open looks. He did attempt over six threes a game. I I can't. I'm not gonna sit and act like I'm a marketing specialist here as far as watching Bulls games last year. But I want him to get more open threes. Uh, But I mean, on top of that, though, he he still averaged over 18 points a game, nine rebounds a game. I thought that was a little bit more than I thought. That yeah, well, well, coming into the draft, we did a whole draft profile, and people were like, "Oh, he can't rebound, and that's gonna be a problem for the Mavs if they draft him." And he was a good rebounder in college. That was one of the things that we kind of debunked in our draft profile, and it's proving true in the NBA. Yeah, he played over 30 minutes a game. Um, yeah, like I said, he shot over six threes a game, but and he shot at 36% from three. I think he did get hurt last year. He only played 52 games. Yeah. But I think this is obviously a little bit of projection, but not as much projection because I think those numbers are still really, really good for a rookie and or second season, right? Or was it rookie? I think second season. last year was his second season. Yeah, he's with Dennis's class. Um but yeah, I, I'm all in on Laurie Markkinen, so yeah, I, I, I have him there. Yeah, I, I can respect that. Uh, at number ten and eleven, my next tier, I have Danilo Gallinari and Boyan Bogdanovich, two guys that are just elite Ooh. shot makers, uh, elite at the three ball. Uh, Gallinari is low key like one of the best six ten shooters that we've had in the NBA, uh, and, and I just would rather have guys that are elite at that than a guy like Julius Randle. And I have Julius Randle at twelve. Uh, with that next tier, but I would just rather have a guy like Danilo Gallinari and Bojan Bogdanovic. Even though you're giving up probably a lot defensively, uh, if you're elite at that, that's something that'll translate in the NBA and in any setting with any kind of squad around you. Uh, I'm glad that you paired them together. I have them paired together in their own tier also, but I have them at 14 and 15. Um, I just prefer when I was looking at these, I prefer some of these young guys over them. I think a lot of these young guys will will take a next step next year, and it's a lot of these guys. Some of them you've already talked about, but um, I'm really curious on where you have this guy because, okay, after marketing, which would be loves messing up my numbers at this point. <laughs> what number am I? At? Six, seven. You're eight. at ten. Ten. Uh, I have Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm. This is the uh, a little bit of uh, not really ultimate projection, but last year obviously his stats wasn't the best. You know, playing in Memphis, um, he only played fifty eight games. Yeah, he was games. out for a while too. He only played fifty eight games, but he would. I'm I am fully confident that if he played a full season, that he would have been right there with Trey Young as far as second place rookie of the year behind Luca. Um, Jaron Jackson's that good. I think we're going to see it this year, especially playing with John Morant, Brandon Clark, and the Young Guns in, uh, in, in Memphis. But I love Jaron Jackson. So 
I'm going to put him there. I have some young guys in this tier with him, and obviously I still haven't said Zion or Jason Tatum. Yeah, I'm. this is my next tier at, at uh, 12 through 18. I have this whole tier of young guys. Julius Randle, in this order, and the order can be kind of anything. Julius Randle, John Collins, Jaron Jackson mm-hmm. Jr., Laurie Markkinen, Demonis Sabonis, Marvin Bagley, and uh, Jonathan Isaac. That's my that's my next tier. A bunch of young guys. That uh, what number do you have Isaac at? Eighteen. Oh, okay, okay. That's not that far away. Um, because I'm lower on him, I think. Well, definitely, but I have him at twenty. But, um, okay, cool. So you did definitely have Bagley. I have Bagley right after Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, wow, John that, Collins. That's high. Yeah, I mean, look. He had he averaged fifteen point seven half boards last year. I I love Marvin Bagley. Yeah. Statistically, who has a better season, Zion or Bagley? Mm, it depends on what stats you're looking for. I don't know. Just basic stats. We're not digging super deep with these. <laughs> if you're just talking about points, probably Bagley because he's going to be in a more defined role. Hopefully this year. Rebounds. Uh, I take Zion. Okay. Assists, I would Three probably point take, percentage. take Three Zion. Three point percentage. Three point percentage. I don't know. What did Bagley shoot last year? Bagley didn't take that many. 31% on one and a half a game. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Zion. Heck. Why not? Okay. Yeah, Bagley just had one assist a game. Um, and then defensively, Zion is leaps and bounds ahead of Bagley <laughs> already. Okay. Field goal percentage, 50%. Oh, Zion's going to be like... An insane field goal percentage guy because he's not going to take these pull up jumpers and <laughs> it's going to be dunks. It's going to be dunks. He's going to get a bunch of them. Yeah, I'm curious on that. I, I'm obviously a believer in Bagley. Uh, for a long time last year, I had Bagley number two on my board <laughs> on my on our draft board. Yeah, on this you podcast. did. Uh, so I, I am a believer in his talent and Sacramento and stuff. Uh, John Collins takes the award for me of guy. When I first made this list, I had him super low, yeah. and then I looked at his stats, and I'm like, I gotta put him higher. He had a and, heck of uh, a year. So I, so I put John Collins uh, after Bagley, and then I have Zion, and then I have Jason Tatum. Okay, and then you have Gallo and Boyan. Uh, Boyan, yeah, Boyan then Gallo. Oh. Yeah, I'll take Boyan over Gallo. Okay, so there you go. That's the so your next tier is kind of that. I think Jason Tatum's the hardest one to project out of this because the Kyrie thing was so like toxic yeah. for him, and he's one that could skyrocket up this one super super quick. And he gets just so much hype too that you just wonder yes. how much of it is warranted and how much of it is just his stats wasn't great last year. No, not super way. great, but I'm projecting so. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> okay, so coming up next, we're going to fly through the rest of these uh, rankings. Okay. The rest of these are kind of hard. Uh, after you get through this group of young guys, there's a bunch of vets. There's some randos in there that you just don't expect. So coming up next, we'll rank the rest of our power forwards. All right, Isaac. So uh, after your tier, you have Bagley, Collins, Zion, Tatum, Bojan, Gallo. Uh, I have that whole list of young guys. Um, you've not said Demonis Sabonis yet. Is that well, who- get, yeah, get, give me your 16 through 20. My 16th. Okay, so my, my young tier was Randall. Let's do it in chunks. Randall Collins, Jaron Jackson Jr., Markin and Sabonis, Bagley, Isaac. That takes you through 18. And then my next tier after that, 19, 20, and 21, 
is Millsap, Tucker, and Serge Ibaka. Okay. So you went to 21. Dang you. Um, okay. I have, uh, after Gallo, I have Sabonis. Okay. And then, then I have the, the three vets, kind of what we are talking about before. I have uh, Millsap, Tucker, and Ibaka. That should take me to 20, right? And 21 is Isaac. 21 is Jonathan Isaac. It Going back to what we were saying a while ago, it's the battle of the vets. The Bojan, Gallo, Millsap, Tucker, Abaca yeah. versus Sabonis, John Collins, Bagley. Those like How how are you want to rank those guys? Some of you are listening to this podcast right now and saying, Paul Millsap is so much better than Marvin Bagley. I don't think, right I don't think there's a ton of Paul Millsap stands out there. That, that's true. There's not that many. Um, I think he after, led college okay. in rebounding all time. I have Zach Collins and Jonathan Isaac on the same level for me. Mm. I think I have Jonathan have Isaac a little higher than John Collins. Uh, he's what a, does Jonathan Isaac do better? Defend. Run. No, defend. Okay, I think Zach Collins is a good defender. Yeah, but I think Isaac's better. That's just my personal. Jonathan Isaac did not have a good statistical season last year. No. He was also in a weird situation in, <laughs> with the Magic where he's playing with a stretch five that doesn't defend the rim and then Aaron Gordon, who should be a four. So, sure. And no guards. Just none. None guards. DJ I'm, Augustine. I'm still holding out hope for him to be a Maverick so I can buy his jersey and then I have my name on the back. Of course. You can wear it at games in the press box. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I have – I have uh, – Dario Saric at 22. He did not have a good statistical year last year, uh, but hopefully one full year with the Suns will be good for him. Uh, and I had high hopes for him. But I have him at 22. I have Zach Collins at 23. Okay. That's my next Yeah, I have, um, I have Saric at 24. Uh, so same around, around the same. Uh, Rudy Gay was somebody I was kind of shocked by his numbers last year. I, I didn't think he had... Uh, which is not, you know, crazy numbers, but they're decent. He shot 40% from three last year. It shocked me a little He was bit. a guy that could never yeah. hit threes in Memphis and then Toronto. He just wasn't a guy that could hit threes. And all of a sudden in San Antonio, he was kind of turned into that guy. So, yeah, I have him at 24. Okay, yeah. So, I have, I have Rudy Gay at 23. I have Sarge at 24. Uh, and then I, I actually think I laughed at this draft selection at the time it happened, but I think he's going to surprise people of how good he can Ooh. be. Uh, I have Rui Hachimura. Wow. Okay. I have him a lot lower at, because at 25, I agree with the people that <laughs> did not like the draft. I think he, the hate has gone too far at this point. I laughed at the moment, but it's gone too far. Mm. He's not bad. Okay. Uh, I have the next tier of like vets. I have Rudy Gay, Marvin Williams, James Johnson, and uh, Mo Harkless in that next tier, the 24 through 27. Wait, do you have Mo Harkless last? Yeah, I do. In the league? No, 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 no. I have I have three more guys left. Oh, okay, okay. Um, dang. I also just I he's not a four, and I just don't think that it'd be great to play him at four. That's we just kind of put yeah. him as a placeholder for the Clippers. Yeah, it's like Harkless, Jamichael Green, whatever yeah. you want to go with at that four spot. Uh, after Hachimura, I have uh, Kuruks. Uh, I have Mo Harkless. And then I have Noah Vonley. Ooh. I have uh, so my fi- so we have different final three, which never happens. We're always the same on the bottom and the top. Ooh. Okay, my bottom three. I have Kuruks, Hachimura, and Vonley. 
Interesting. What? Hmm. Why they hate for Vonley? What does he? Vonley get bored. What does he do well? <laughs> he rebounds. All right, I have a player comparison. He's just—he's been available right he's, now. He's always available every summer, and I think that there's a reason he's always available. Okay, what does James Johnson do more better than Vonley? Defend, and he could beat the crap out of anyone. That's true, but did you know that they shoot the same from? They shot the same from three point percentage. We're talking last year. about the 26th best starting power forward. I'm not exactly expecting him to Noah have Vonley stats. Averaged seven point eight boards last year. James Johnson three. And Vonley averaged more points. Get out of here. For who? The Knicks? Didn't he play for the Knicks last year? I don't know who he played for. You don't know who Vonley played for last year and you're reading off his stats? I can't remember. I know he's on Minnesota right now. Uh, Yeah, he played for the Knicks. Get out of here. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Empty stats. Okay. Either way, I take him over. I have Marvin Williams last, so. That's 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 your guy, too. Who do you have ahead of him? Oh, Johnson, I guess. J- James Johnson, yeah. It's, I mean, the I'm tw- sorry, 24 through 30 is like a crapshoot. Yeah. I have no idea. Hachimura could, sure, he could rise up through that that group and be the best. Like, he could easily do that. I take Hachimura over any of those guys right now. Because you're thinking about, you're thinking about his upside, though. Also, what, I actually did watch him a little bit in the World Cup before he got hurt. Mm. He kind of gave it to Maxi. I'm just being real right now. <laughs> So if he so. if he gets to play Maxi every single game, then he'll be good. I'm saying he's he's not that bad, and he got a lot of hate, and I think he'll surprise some people. And we don't even know if he's he'll, starting. What if he doesn't even start? What if he knows? at three? Like who knows? He should start. He might start at one at this point. Oh with my IT gosh, hurt. Isaiah Thomas. We ranked Isaiah Thomas. I think we both had him the 30th best point guard. Now he's out. So Ish Smith would probably still be the 30th best. Yes. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just letting y'all know Charlotte is gonna have a wild uh, ranking for me because I had MKG at 29 for small forwards I have Marvin at 30 for power <laughs> forwards um, I don't even know who we made their shooting guard Batum yeah yep that's who we did uh, I had Batum at 26 so uh, <laughs> all three of those are in the bottom five and I'm just gonna be in real spoiler alert Cody Zeller's not gonna be very high either. <laughs> What a rough go centers. at it. What a rough go so at Charlotte, it. So Charlotte's going to have a rough season. So so there you go. The only ones we had similar are Giannis and AD at the top and then Draymond at five. Those are the only ones he had the exact same spot. I think we, yeah, we differed a lot on Jason Tatum and Zion, Zion I think, yeah. and Markinen, I guess. Yeah, Markinen was a big difference. You had him at nine, I had okay. him at 15. But it's in that tier with all those young guys that be the same so there you go that's our ranking for power four we'll be back tomorrow with centers guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps peace out boom